0: Hi, this is the Ruby's Corner Podcast. I'm Delaney Gustafson.
1: And I'm Stephen Taylor. We're excited to talk to you tonight about episode two of the original season.
0: And dish on all the the behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: By which we mean some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, because the podcast isn't very long.
0: You're here for the ride, right?
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll edit that out. We'll see how long they listen. So let's talk, why did you pick these songs? You know, specific purpose of the episode, kind of direction of the episode... Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit with the first episode and what you wanted to do, but uh you have a name for this episode. Hi, my name is
0: Hello, my name is Oh hello.
1: Wow, i got okay. it wrong already, but I was close.
0: <laughs> it's the same concept. It's the it's same like concept. 80% correct. Exactly. But yes, it was uh, Hello, My Name Is because it's kind of like, hi, I'm Delaney. Here's some songs that kind of introduce me in case, you know, you're tuning in for the first time or in case you're tuning in for the second time because this is the second episode. But maybe you didn't know that I sang super much because that was definitely a phenomenon of this. That was unexpected as an experience of mine.
1: Uh, Yeah, let's talk about that. Like what people, what people like... Did people come to you and say i had no idea i hadn't i didn't know you did this
0: oh totally uh i'd known people for almost five years some of them in where we live now who didn't know that i played music <laughs> who then saw through various social media platforms that i actually do this every other week now <laughs> so that was uh new And some of these people didn't know any of this stuff about me. Some of them didn't even know, like, the personal stuff that was kind of uh, lateral to the songs themselves. I mean, you know, you can listen to the song and not really know what it's about, really. I mean, you can kind of guess, hopefully, from the songs we're going to talk about today. But um, some of those things that inspired the songs you know there were people who had never heard these stories before and so it suddenly felt very personal to be sharing a lot of this stuff and never really truly knowing who was going to show up for it but you know it's kind of my jam so i show up for it i talk about it vulnerability is cool so
1: deep stuff right there
0: i need a t-shirt with that
1: now yeah, so let's talk about that then. Why these songs and kind of how you came about with, about that? So you, you had the purpose. You're trying to bring people in to get to know you a little more. But why these songs for that?
0: Yeah, so this episode is kind of both organic and themed. Um, I picked the three songs here. Let It Shine, Callie Ain't That Far, and How Long Will You Be because each of these songs were either like catalysts in my music journey or kind of like life vests for me (laughs) as songs. They helped me through some really hard stuff in my life. And in that context of the pandemic at the time, it was definitely something I felt like people could benefit from too. Um, You know, lots of waiting, lots of needing hope, lots of still wanting their dreams to come true and a bunch of things have been canceled, you know. And so I wanted to introduce myself a bit more but also have some songs that would mean something personally, not just to me, but to the people who were listening. And to my joy and surprise, people had invited friends and family who didn't know me to tune into this show. And so we kind of connected over that, and that was that was beautiful.
1: I do remember as I trolled the Facebook comments and posted gifts, there were a few people. You were people so good at that. <laughs> I was pretty good at. It. And there were too bad you can't show them in the podcast i know but there were there were people whose names i'd never heard i'm like who is this rando who's here he's <laughs> like but
0: that's you know that's what it's for is people the exactly. music yeah that ruby's corner chair just saying come sit in me
1: so sorry rando much respect and appreciation
0: yes we love you rando whoever you
1: are so, there's another thing that's interesting to me about this episode is mm. I, I know with this set list, these are all songs you wrote early on in yes. your your tenure as a songwriter. <laughs> so uh, sure. I know we're going to talk about that, you know, we'll talk some of individually about each song coming up, but um, let's just talk broad level. Three early songs versus over the course mm. of the season. You do a bunch of songs from across nearly a decade um, or more than <laughs> yeah. a decade. Can you talk craft then versus now?
0: Sure. I mean, the biggest difference is probably when I first started out with songs like Let It Shine, there was no intention of showing anyone any of these. Um, versus by the time, you know, I'm writing How Long Will You Be and Callie Ain't That Far and the stuff that I write now, it's almost like explicitly like, yeah, I'm going to show this to people because I love showing these to people because I love doing it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll keep a song or two to myself sometimes. Ooh sorry but uh but otherwise the craft now it's more comfortable i think is kind of how i described it and i don't know how to officially say like i'm a better songwriter
1: just say that <laughs> are you a better songwriter now
0: <laughs> i sure hope so yes i would definitely say i'm a better songwriter now
1: <laughs> but, but but going back like i i really don't think a lot of people would have realized oh these were that your very early songs and, and and by that i mean i mean let it shine was much earlier already than the other two but
0: literally the earliest other than like piano solos yeah
1: yeah so we'll talk about that song by song because i do have some craft questions specific to just about all the songs but maybe maybe if we go to let it shine let's let's talk a little bit about this i know in the in the episode you revealed some of the backstory here Mm -hmm. um and As you said, like, you hope you're a better songwriter, you've done a lot to enhance your craft, to explore different things, but this song still, like, gets a lot of people. Like, people say, oh, this is a really great song, I love this song, this is one of my favorite songs. Can you share your thoughts on, hey, why is it that you can write a great song when you're, like, a 16-year-old kid and don't know any craft?
0: because you have real life experiences that speak to everyone because everyone's a human and as many people as get past teenage years like yours you know they were humans too and they experienced a lot of what you're experiencing so so this is just a psa to any of those teenagers out there keep writing your songs and if you don't feel like it's good heck if you're old like older than me as old as me whatever the definition of old is now Uh, (laughs) James Taylor's the definition. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, you should keep writing your songs because there's something in them that's just inexplicably or completely explicably human and relatable to us all. You just got to get deep enough to find it. Uh, And I think that's ultimately what the experiences that led to Let It Shine did was you know grief cracks you wide open whether you want it to or not and so when you're and and i hadn't even lost my dad yet or anything and you know yes i lost a friend in high school around the same time that i was writing this song and that's kind of what helped me to finish it um those two things grieving a life that you thought you were going to have whether it was just a life devoid of a father with cancer or just devoid of the grief of that crazy change or a crazy change, depending on what's happening in your life when you listen to this song, you know, it just opens you up and suddenly there's a bunch of things that whether you want to express them or not, kind of need to be expressed, at least in my experience. And so that's kind of what I think started this all for me in the lyrics stuff, because I was already writing poetry and then I was writing music and a lot of my music was structured around my poetry. I just didn't want to sing any of the poetry to my music. This is actually more information, not about a song in Ruby's Corner, but the very, very first song I ever wrote was actually a piano solo that was based around a poem that I wrote called My Fairy Tale and it was about four minutes long. (laughs) so but it was based around a poem so maybe you can say that it was all just destined to happen because I was basically already writing lyrics I just was embarrassed of them at the time didn't feel super talented in the way of playing and singing yet so it took a couple of years to get some practice but let it shine happened life events happened and here we are I'm singing let it shine in episode two of Ruby's Corner and feeling lots of emotions. That's the other thing about this episode that as I like listened back to the podcast version, the last episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how emotional I was that night, just listening or just being there, both because I was like, wow, there are people who are showing up here and because, oh my gosh, these songs mean so much to me. And ah, people are watching me play them and I'm alone in my room and I don't know what they're thinking or saying. And also just like, I hope that they're feeling something really good. You know, I hope this is helping someone because it sure was helping me just to sing them or be there with them.
1: Well, I think it goes back to uh, something we might have already said on this podcast. Certainly, we'll say again, something one of your mentors, Mark, always said. A good song is a good song is a good song. Yep. Right. Whether you write it as a 16-year-old, correct me if that's the wrong age, or (laughs) as a James Taylor-aged person. That's right. You know?
0: Or younger, or older.
1: Sure, or younger, or older. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about poetry a little bit here because mm. so you mentioned it started with poetry and before we started the show, I was mentioning this is kind of like William Butler Yeats, yes. who I think is one of the greatest poets ever. Uh, Stephen
0: is an English major, just so everybody knows.
1: Was uh, I graduated? Yes, so that's I don't, fair. I don't. Have I'm to sorry. Be anymore. See, he's um, the
0: one that gets the tenses, not me. So.
1: Yep. That's. <laughs> That is correct, <laughs> not was correct. That is correct, uh, but okay. So so Yeats, bo- boring alert. But Yeats wrote <laughs> poems for a long time, and his early poems are very different than his later poems. And so I think of "Let It Shine" as this like early period Yeats that are still really great. Wait, early alert.
0: period Yeats? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. I was like, he didn't write this anyway. No, no, no. But I'm but joking. it's a metaphor. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I understood. Yes. Even Delaney's a young Yeats. Real.
1: It's and fine. yeah yeah <laughs> she's a young yates and his early poems they're not as famous but they still get quoted in movies for instance mm. song of the sea uh begins by quoting a very early william butler Yeats poem so good Yeats's most famous poem probably the wild swans of cooley well I, I, depending on who you'd ask which poem poems most okay okay anyway. <laughs>
0: nerd sunshine he wrote, or, he wrote more sunshine. a lot of these
1: poems 30 years later so like you said you can't be too old necessarily mm-hmm. um age doesn't determine how good or bad you are at creating stuff it's true your craft has evolved a lot of the year over the years but can you talk about lyrics with this song that again like you have some gems
0: yeah Yeah. my favorite lyric is definitely the second verse uh eclipsing hearts a change of view you face unknowns the unknown you and i've come to appreciate this in a myriad of ways since i was 16 and first unraveling this question already then in so many ways and I think it's the best verse as it expresses how we all go through changes and realizations about ourselves and our bravery and I think it was very pertinent to people going through new normals in pandemic so but we won't go into the pandemic we can go on to the next song
1: okay let's talk Kelly ain't that far this is a great departure Uh, I had forgotten prior to us getting ready for this show that you wrote some new material for this performance
0: yes oh fun fact Wrote the bridge that week of the show. Um,
1: <laughs> so it's just a verse-chorus structure, the whole song. Before it was.
0: That. Mm-hmm, yep, that's what it was. And I was practicing it, and it just didn't feel finished each time I practiced it. So I tried something new, but it was really stressful looking at a due date of Thursday, as of like Monday, and trying to get it performance-ready, which includes memorization.
1: New bridge. Yes. You had to write memorize, practice Mm -hmm. piano and vocals in a matter of, what, a week? Four days?
0: Yes, and I really love those lyrics now. Um, The bridge, uh, which all felt very relevant to me at the time, if we go through those lyrics then I believe the new bridge starts and as you're driving away and your heart starts to race and you doubt all the chances you're taking because this song is very much about like, go do the thing you know trust yourself go follow your dream live your dream there's a tangled reference in that last episode and this bridge i just wanted to make sure that it was clear this isn't just like go do it and expect it to all come true like who experiences that and doesn't have doubts afterwards like okay if you do you're incredibly lucky because the rest of us are a little bit like uh imposter syndrome or am i doing something a insane
1: narcissist.
0: sure hopefully not that but it exists it's there it's real and You know, you're driving towards this thing, whether physically in your car or not, and your heart starts to race and you doubt all the chances you're taking, but keep your eyes on the road and the things that you know and the little voice saying. And little voice is actually a little tip of my hat to one of my favorite songwriters, Sarah Bareilles. Um, Look her up. She's great. You probably already know of her love song, Brave, I Choose You. It's literally our wedding song. She has an album called Little Voice. And it's very much about the same kind of intuitive thinking, feeling, following your heart, you know, all of those wonderful things. There's plenty of cliche ways I could say them. But Little Voice, I just loved that like deep knowing idea. So trust it. And then there's a new world out there. So it's one of my favorite parts, actually. And yes, it was written literally days before the
1: show. Again, I had forgotten this just because it seems like such a natural part of the song and really feels like it just fits in there.
0: I think it did, and I think it added a lot to the song, and I'm very happy with it now.
1: So in contrast, how long will you be... (laughs) Unchanged.
0: <laughs> yes. Unchanged. Well, and it was already published in some ways, so I was kind of like, eh, I'm I think like, it would be a
1: little bit weird to change it now, maybe. You didn't want to get sued by yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll just go do that. I'll go get on my case. Be like, uh, excuse me, but... Um, I mean,
1: if you see yourself, you're going to win no matter what, right?
0: <laughs> you're going to lose a lot of money, but...
1: Just like people who invest in oil. Oh my
0: goodness. Hot takes. Hot takes. You pay um. more for
1: gas or you get a cash buyout. <laughs> uh,
0: it's stupid. just a bad investment. Oh my goodness i love him so much okay so yeah this one definitely has some differences form and structure wise so the process for bringing it about though i think that's what you asked about right so i didn't ask at all but let's talk about
1: that let's (laughs) talk about the process for bringing this song about you read my mind there we go um or my show notes
0: (laughs) because oh we have those (laughs) sometimes before hope we have spells of darkness We have moments that bring us to our knees. And the song is the kind of like prayer, as I mentioned in the last episode, about that. When will this guide, this blank insert something, come to me? Um, And this song actually plays before most of the episodes, uh, funnily enough. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen the videos, fun fact, How Long Will You Be is the song that I pretty much played as everybody was kind of coming in, (laughs) if you can call it into yep, yep. the space that was like the internet of um, this song because i thought it was kind of funny uh in, a, in an ironic way you know how long will you be <laughs> i'm waiting for your show there. like <laughs> uh, reflecting the impatience that all of us feel before a concert or something like come on how long is this gonna be i want the show now
1: well this is an interesting song to me too because this is the first song i remember specifically hearing you play at a concert we played sort of Mm, together yeah but uh this one specifically i remember more in a more pronounced way the first time we performed together Mm -hmm. so that's interesting to me where it's like oh this is the song that as we well let me go back a little bit okay so i was in this terrible group cupid's Wingmen. it wasn't (laughs) terrible i mean no shade against us but we just
0: (laughs) y'all were adorable it was great
1: we had one dude who was really good just full disclosure,
0: the whole point of this group, I think, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm overstepping to imply this, but I'm pretty sure it was either to romance ladies by the beautiful chords and strummings and bowings of your hearts or just to have a good time. But Just
1: to have a good time with music is really probably the real...
0: Maybe that's Steven's reason. Yeah. I think it might have been some Can't other ulterior motives.
1: But let me go on the record. Let me go on the record and say that <laughs> Joseph Buschel was the only one in the group who really was like a doing a good job because he sang well, had a very nice voice, he played well on his youke. We he love was you, prepared. Joe. Like myself and the other dude in the group, we didn't contribute a whole lot, except I mean, well, okay, we did help like go get an audience sometimes. And oh
0: stuff yeah. Like, that. like Don was possibly the best at that. At and I mainland. was
1: I was very good at coming up with bass lines and harmonies too, on the on the fly, but um, but yeah, the, the, it was a very unevenly stacked group. So it was a little weird for us to come play with Delaney, who was a very well-balanced performer. Uh, but I specifically remember you did this song on the same joint concert we did. Yes. And that was one of the specific times where I was like, wow, this is really fun because we actually, we did some stuff in the background. We did some chords and things yeah. in the background. Um, and I'm pretty, pretty sure that was dope. the first time that we sort of jammed together was How Long Will You Be?
0: The first of many because we will be addressing that even more as we go through this podcast because you show up spoiler alert i do yeah
1: let's talk structure a little bit too because this is an interesting song structure wise Uh well there's some interesting things phrasing wise like the phrases aren't all the same length in the chorus right oh
0: yeah yeah (laughs) just you know totally an expert in
1: my (laughs) own yeah there's like a it's like a four beat phrase and then there's like a six beat right
0: this is the guy who's going to, like, talk to you about scansion if you let him. You By the way, we mentioned, like, nerd sunshine earlier. That's definitely a phrase that we pose towards each other, like, all the time. It's what we call the the kind of, like, joy and passion and also maybe a little bit of flirtation that comes out of the other person as they're talking to us about something that they just think is so cool. So- <laughs> but so...
1: Nerdy. <laughs> For all the nerds out there, here's what I would say. Listen to the chorus of How Long Will You Be. Yes. You'll find some unevenly length phrases... And no, yet, it's a cool. the course. wording phrase, you know, the, it's very organically written. Delaney does this thing where she writes the words first. Yep. She does the exact op- opposite of that fool in 101 Dalmatians who oh, writes the melody first and then the lyrics. Um, <laughs>
0: we don't think people, there are plenty of people who do this for a living who do the music first, including oh, I'm not, Sarah Brellis, who I'm I just I'm not saying that's about. wrong.
1: I'm just saying he's wrong. <laughs> oh, he's the wrong. guy in 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, he's not a good role model. It was a different dog. He's a bad pet owner.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, We're just going after his whole character.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Roger. But Anita was right. (laughs) Forget that. The whole point is (laughs) the words in How Long Will You Be flow in a very natural way as if they would be spoken. But it results in some phrase lengths that are not uniform. Now you do it the same way every course. So it's this subtle little thing. Probably a lot of people wouldn't notice, but you should go listen. Very interesting. This different length phrase, the middle of the chorus. I don't mm-hmm. think it happens anywhere else, just in the middle of the chorus.
0: Yeah, and honestly, the, the I just remembered as we were talking about it, and this song is a hook song. That's technically what we call it in the biz, if I can call it that. <laughs> but, I'm uh...
1: doing my air monocle here. <laughs>
0: Oh, the nerd sunshine is about to flow. People just like, get ready for this train. But I actually remembered, I mentioned Mark in the last podcast. And, and I mentioned
1: him in this one. So don't have go. to want me.
0: It's, Mark was my teacher when I wrote this song. Uh, so I was actually in his su- singer. No, not singer his songwriting class. The very first class I had literally ever taken in songwriting, which might be part of the reason why it's a little bit different than some of my other things. Cause I was experimenting. I was trying new stuff and it was fun, okay? So How Long Will You Be was written and he told me about how like, oh yeah, this is a hook song. And like basically a hook is kind of like either a musical idea or a phrase or something that you repeat often throughout a song. And so, how long will you be is literally the hook of the hook song. So that's why the chorus goes, how long will you be? I can't hold on forever. How long will you be? I'm losing sleep over whether or not you're out there. How long will you be? I want to know that you're dreaming of me if you're out there. How long will you be? So that is an interesting kind of songwriting tidbit That is an interesting note.
1: structural thing. Yeah. And you don't do a ton of hook songs if I'm...
0: I mean, you've not done a decent like that. number,
1: but... Um... I
0: think better now might mm-hmm. technically fall into that category but yeah uh phantom my song might be considered it might be more of a refrain song but anyway we're getting into the weeds now
1: different structure yes. new techniques experimentation class helps we love get it. your education yeah it's worth it
0: there's definitely something to be said for having teachers in the things that you love to do the crafts that you want to get really good at I definitely grew a lot faster having a mentor.
1: (laughs) And it's not like he told you what to write. I mean, the stuff stuff he wrote is very different than what you write, right?
0: Right. Um, I mean, literally just that mantra we were saying earlier, a good song is a good song is a good song. Like, you don't need a bunch of production and frills if it's good, you know? Or it doesn't matter who's playing it. It could just, if it's good, that kind of stuff. Wisdom bombs from So I guess,
1: again, where we are here is, the takeaways are, Follow your dreams. Yes, said Johnny, Karate, and Delaney.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: good song is a good song is a good song. Yes. Go to college, said me. Don't invest in uh, get oil. Get an education. Also said me. Oh yeah, d- get an education. That's fair. It doesn't always have to be college. There are plenty of people who get an education other ways. Yes. One of my role models, Ray Bradbury, didn't go to college. His college was the library, and I admire him so much. That is a so great
0: much. college. The library is a magical place.
1: Okay, so zooming out. Mm. You did all this, introduced yourself, got personal. Yep. Where did that leave you after the end of the episode? What were you feeling when the episode was over?
0: At the end of this episode, I remember feeling very shaky, mostly because I was waiting to see how... It felt like I had more skin in the game even than before after this episode because so much of me personally was being shared. But everybody's responses were really, really positive and wonderful and uplifting, and I was just so happy to see that it was having a profound effect, that there were messages that I got that said, like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear tonight. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of a book that tells me, like, yeah, you shouldn't do this to, like, help other people, you know. I did want to, so maybe I was coming in it from a flawed perspective, but it worked.
1: And you wrote the songs for you, right? Exactly. And... I think one of the powers of all creativity that I believe uh, is, yeah, if you create something that's good for you, it's probably going to be something that's good for somebody else too.
0: Totally agree. Completely, absolutely agree. And I think I remember writing something before the season even started saying something like, we need each other. Like, and, and that was so true then, but it's always true. We need, we need each other. We need to, sometimes I need the words that other people have, you know, great people like Sarah Bareilles or some of my other favorite songwriters. Or William
1: Butler Yeats. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, More plugs for Yeats. And, you know, sometimes maybe you need me or, or Stephen and his nerd sunshine. So Stephen is a great author, by the way. Just want to like totally shameless plug his book, Candle and Claw by Stephen Taylor. Please go look it up.
1: It's about wizard cops. It's pretty it's awesome. It's pretty cool.
0: We like that. Yep. <laughs> We're really into magic here. Music and otherwise. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, we all need each other. I need your words. Sometimes you need mine. And then we all just magically get together, which is back to our theme song of Ruby's Corner, which we will discuss more at a different time. But
1: <laughs> And to quote...
0: Is about to probably come up here at the end. <laughs>
1: To quote Hugh Grant in his greatest film role ever what? as a pop star in songs, music and li- songs and lyrics.
0: <laughs> that is a great movie, though, if you want to like. Just...
1: There's one great part in it. There are other parts that are fine, but there's one part that's really great where he talks about that is the power of a pop song to cheer you up, to take you to a happy place yep. in moments.
0: It's true. It's one of my favorite things about it. Music definitely, even the sad songs make us feel better. How's that? Like, what What magic is that?
1: It's Speaking uh, of wizard catharsis. cops,
0: call them in, you know, because, whoa, magic is happening. Anyway. So,
1: thank you, Hugh Grant, even though I know you didn't <laughs> write the line. It's a good one. Go listen to a song.
0: But, yeah, that's pretty much episode two, I think. I mean, there was also a raffle. Um, it doesn't really matter to you listening to this podcast. That's because so anticlimactic not... after
1: what we just said. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's fair. It's just a little bit soft. But you know what? It was fun. And Jennifer won it. So I just wanted that to go down in history. And everybody should know it because Jennifer won. Okay? Who's she won. Jennifer? She won the raffle.
1: I'm just kidding. I actually know who Jennifer is in this uh, case. So Congratulations, Jennifer.
0: <laughs> we were so happy that you signed up to the newsletter. And you still can, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast at my website. DelaneyGustafson.com, I'd like to send out updates, so if you want to know what else is going on right now, because as this podcast is coming out, I am also about to announce a new single, not here on this podcast right this moment, but November 1st, there's a new announcement of a new single, well, newish, a single that you don't have available to you will be out on November 17th. So look on November 1st to find out what that is.
1: More details in the newsletter if you want to remember them. What can we expect in the episode ahead?
0: Halloween! I'm so glad that we get to do these ones because, oh,
1: I love Halloween. You're so creepy. You talk yep. about how we love magic and now you're going Halloween like some...
0: Of course! If I like magic, why wouldn't I like Halloween? True. I want to be. A, I have literally been a witch like since the fourth grade for Halloween. Whether that was Hermione Granger or like wannabe Moiraine from Wheel of Time or something, you know,
1: or just a generic witch. Only the children of the light call Moiraine to a Modred a witch. What are you talking about? Okay,
0: fine. But, you know, it's magicist and all of that.
1: And true story. We were watching Hocus Pocus just before we recorded this episode. So if we said anything weird, that's why.
0: But yeah, so some some (laughs) things that we'll need to alert you to uh, before you listen to that episode particularly is um, there were definitely some... (laughs) <clears throat> spooky technical difficulties <laughs> that gave the whole episode an almost like retro, retro. Wow, I can speak words, scratchy record vibe <laughs> that I'm just trying to embrace. As uh, we had no indication the sound was not working that day, or rather, it was actually double working, which we'll talk about later. It's More a great come. show, it's still really fun. It was honestly one of my favorite episodes, probably ever, to do on Ruby's Corner. And once again, Steven is in it, so he's about to make his debut physically on Ruby's Corner, the live stream that we are talking about. <laughs>
1: It's not as cool as it sounds. Truly,
0: not this episode, but eventually, like the it next Halloween better. after that, even more so.
1: Production values.
0: It goes go. up. You know, we we got renewed for another season. Yeah,
1: we're like one of those Dude. Netflix shows. There you go.
0: We got budget, a bigger, bigger budget, bigger budget the first
1: season was only a million, but next <laughs> next season, two million.
0: So yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. We will be back in a week with episode three. Get your Halloween, Halloween vibe on
1: by tuning in. So maybe wear a
0: costume or something like that. We probably are during the episode, not like as you're listening to it. Maybe, unless you happen to be listening to it on like Maybe we'll Halloween. wear episodes that
1: make sounds so you can hear them as there part of go. the podcast. That's what you have to look forward to. Come again.